You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. Kolkata have beaten Hyderabad by five runs in Thursday's Indian T20 league fixture. Another match that went into the last over with me, of course, is Ayaz Memon. Ayaz uh, got quite close <laughs> there, didn't it? It did. And actually, I think Hyderabad will be kicking themselves for not winning this match. 38 runs needed over the last five overs. That's 30 out, 38 out of, of from 30 deliveries. In nine cases out of 10, I would say 99 out of 100, the team chasing it should win. Having got this far. And remember, they had wickets in hand. If they didn't have wickets in hand, then like one can say that, you know, well, the advantage had swung the other way. But then they lost wickets and then they lost their nerve and then they lost the match. And I think that when you look back at the replays, they'll wonder if the planning was completely all right. You know, how to get, I mean, they could have got it in singles and twos and maybe the occasional big shot, but they played none of those, you know. I mean, one one shot, one boundary hit by Bhubaneshwar, one by Abdul Samad, but just not good enough. I think what really hurt them was uh, the dismissals of Klassen and Aydin Markram, the captain. The minute those two fell, it just exposed the bottom half of the innings, which is really, if you look at the whole season, hasn't been performing well at all. Yep, and that is why the teams are ranked 8th and ninth in the standing. But I'll get to that in a bit. Let me just take you all through the scores. Kolkata won the toss and elected to bat first in Hyderabad and posted 171 for 9 with Rinku Singh top scoring with 46 and skipper Nitesh Rana making 42. Marco Jensen set the tone early, striking twice in his first over. Then Kartik Tyagi got the crucial wicket of Jason Roy in his first over as Hyderabad were 35 for 3 within 5. The team recovered to get to 127 for 5 after 14.2 overs with Rinku and Nitish scoring 61 for the 4th wicket. But once they fell, the team couldn't sort of switch gears at the right time and ended up with 171 for 9. Hyderabad's chase was slow to get off the blocks with Mayank, Abhishek, Rahul, Tripathi and Harry Brook out by the 7th over and the team was 61 for 400 class and Aiden Markram then switched, stitched a 70 run fifth wicket stand to get them to 48 needed from 36 the equation in the end was 9 needed from 6 deliveries and Varun Chakravarti conceded just 3 and Kolkata won the match by 5 runs collecting 2 vital points uh, but I'm going to start by asking Ayaz uh, about your uh, player of the match my player of the match, Mendra, would be Nitish Rana. I mean, he made 42, not the highest score of the match, but a very crucial knock. In many ways, the captain's knock because that in that situation, they need some runs from him. And then the way he marshaled his resources, you know, including getting Varun Chakravarti, he'd been hit for a few by Klassen to, you know, kept him back, kept his overs. He knew that the vulnerability of the batsman was against spin. And that's what he used. And, you know, Chakravarti just conceded three runs in the last over. But that's, as I mentioned earlier, it's largely because I thought that the Hyderabad batsmen just, or the think tank, whatever, whoever gives these instructions, they just completely muffed up the the, the plan for how to get those runs. Uh, I mean, even up to summer, he's been around for a few seasons and he's just not been able to finish matches. You know, he's got, he made 21 of 17 or 18, but they needed 30 of that many, you know, and you would win the match. Maybe there was a case that you promote him earlier, let him go bang, bang, in the middle overs, get some runs and then leave the finishing to Markram and to Klassen because they are the quality players. Harry Brook, big disappointment again, out for a blob. Rahul Tripathi not getting going. Neither Mayank Agarwal. So, it just left 
just too much for the last four or five batsmen to do and just they were just not equipped to do it that's true let's just talk about the start of the innings and uh, the wickets picked by marco jensen i mean you know that he gave kolkata uh, sorry hyderabad the perfect start uh what uh 16 for 2 in 1.6 overs picking the wickets of venkatesh ayer and ramanulla gurbaz so i mean that was the start that they should have capitalized on and gotten to like a bigger score kolkata as well right i mean there was a, a you know a few tricks missed yeah i mean look even kolkata 170 they, they it, it's a very fighting total for a team like kolkata which has so many spinners and if the wicket is a little slower at some turn it's always going to be difficult to beat them but they could have got 180 185 that would have sealed the match i think very early i think hyderabad have a problem in that they don't you got on paper a whole decent batting lineup but how do you deploy your resources when do you do it who what task do you give to certain players to do etc etc has to be i think you know more dynamic and should be based on the situation that is prevailing rather than any you know predetermined kind of uh, game plan it, it, this is my opinion having watched this match uh, of course you need your big guys to fire harry brook not making a run rahul tripathi not making too many mayank agarwal again plodding to 18 something and then just getting dismissed so they have they have serious issues in their batting and uh, i i just feel that uh, you know even somebody like marco hansen the way he got out he can bat a bit you know and if he and someone had stuck around maybe they could have seen the team home but if you leave the finishing to markande or somebody else then you're not going to win even if it's five runs needed in the last over we just have to talk about sunil narain for a bit here i mean he's been a key factor uh, you know in kolkata's campaigns in the previous seasons but this time round i mean he's just not hit the mark just pulled the two overs today conceded 16 but still i mean not among the wickets i mean that's a i mean he needs to he needed to step up if kolkata were to do well this season right oh absolutely not only is he not getting wickets he's also not scoring runs this whole season has been a very barren season for him very unusual because sunil narain if he doesn't get wickets he gets runs if he doesn't get runs he picks up wickets of plenty wherever he's played you know in whichever t20 league he's played across the world that's why he's so valued so highly regarded because one way or the other he delivers but this season he's just been so short of success with bat and ball and it's i, I that's why i think you know kolkata a little lucky to have got away with a win in this match despite somebody like sunil narain not performing at all so and this is the this is the reason why there will be there should be a lot of uh, remorse in, uh, in the hyderabad camp because this was a match when you denied sunil narain wickets you actually got some runs of varun chakravarty you just needed to be a little more calculated a little more composed and a little clever about how to chase down those last 37 38 runs in five overs you know when we've seen the last week or so matches being finished with three sixes and four sixes in the last over you know six sixes in the last three overs here it seems almost you know unbelievable that eight or nine runs needed in the last over and you, you you score only three you know so there's something to be said about complete utter lack of planning and you know very shoddy implementation of a game plan That's true, and that might also be the reason why Hyderabad are currently now what ninth in the standings with six points from nine matches. With the win, Kolkata now go up to eight with eight points from ten matches. Like in every podcast, as we have to talk about what this does to their qualification chances. Uh, like we note, all teams play a total of fourteen league games this season, so Kolkata can win a maximum of another eight points, can that can take them to sixteen. 
but with seven teams already between 12 and 10 points it looks a bit of a stretch to think that kolkata can possibly m- make the playoffs now yeah i think you know it looks like 14 increasingly it looks like 14 may not be enough you know 14 points to qualify for the playoffs so you have to get to 16 or 18 or maybe 20 you know it, it depends the top front runners could aim to get 18 or 20 and then maybe and hope to finish in the top two but i I, you know, I don't think that unless there are lots of upsets and topsy-turvy results uh, in the next few days, and then the absolute top, uh, you know, top of the table team start losing consistently, uh, I can't see a team with 14 points making the cut at this point in time. That's true, and uh, Gujarat actually have an opportunity to reach 14 tomorrow itself uh, when they play Rajasthan. Uh, that's the uh, Friday evening fixture. The match is in Jaipur. Both franchises have played nine matches each. Uh, Gujarat is at 12, Rajasthan's at 10. So if Gujarat do win that game, he go, they go up to 14. So that's a vital two points up for grabs for them. Yes, but remember, both teams have lost their previous match. So, you know, there'll be a little tentativeness in both teams. Uh, and especially with Gujarat, they lost a match which looked like they would win. You know, and suddenly you found Hardik Pandya of all the people getting stuck a bit, uh, you know, as a batsman. And then they failed by a very narrow margin to, to win the match. And in Rajasthan's case, it was exactly the other way around. They hammered Mumbai's bowlers all over the park and then they saw, you know, they ended up losing the match despite Yashasvi Jaiswal's century, a breathtaking century, I might add. And then even more breathtaking was the way Tim David finished the match at the 1K day. Three sixes of holders bowling. So, yeah, I think both teams, you know, especially Rajasthan, they need to pick themselves up. Two two points at this stage would be so crucial. It would set them on the path for a place in the, in the playoffs. Yep, it's an exciting fixture. Uh, let's see what happens in that game. We'll, of course, be back with Ayaz with the result. Thank you so much, Ayaz, for taking time out. Thanks, Mila. Catch up. That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palord. And a special thanks to our guest, Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to The Quinn's Podcast.